0: And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came near to him and to be healed of their diseases. And then that were vexed with unclean spirits and he healed them. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him and healed them all. There went one virtue out of him and healed them all. Praise the Lord. But there's something I want you to watch here. He comes down to the plain and something happens. Multitudes, hello, multitudes come to him. What they come to him for? They come to him for, to hear him and to be healed. Needy people, needy people, needy people. You see, there is something about a poor person or poor people. Poor people are people who have a need and would go to anywhere that their need can be met. A poor person will go to where he knows, here I can have my need met and they will go there. Let me put it this way. It is this fourth, this fourth type of poor person I'm going to describe that attracts the Lord Jesus. Or that attracts God. Because it is not every poor person, it's not every person who is probably financially poor or materially poor that wants God. Some are poor. But don't want God they don't need him but these people in their poverty they found out who they they, they have sought for Jesus and they've come to him the Bible says they have come out of Judea Jerusalem and the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon They've come from all these places because they've recognized their need and they've come to him to receive help. Today, unfortunately, there are many people who are not behaving like this multitude. They are not. They are unconcerned about God. See, see, so as much as pity can be shown unto them because they are poor, they do not attract the kingdom and the blessings of God. But for those people who show a need for God, those people who show a need for God, The Bible says they attract the attention of God. What am I saying here this morning? Come with me to the book of Isaiah, please. The book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verses 1 and 2 please we are talking about those who those who respect show respect and a need for god those who show respect and a need for god they will enjoy the kingdom and the blessings of god but who are these people number 1 we have said it is generally jesus christ called these people the poor And we have mentioned these poor people, people who really are suffering, are in need, one one need or the other. Jesus has a word of comfort for them. And those who are hungry, he said, yes, you'll be filled. And those who are grieving or weeping, he said, you shall laugh again. But then we also understand that, you see, there is another kind of poor people. And these attract, they attract God. Isaiah 66. He says, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, And the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build unto me? And where is, the pl- where is the place of my rest? Verse 2. For all those things have mine hand made. That's, I have made all these things. So if you are thinking of bringing me anything, thinking of e- e- using anything to get my attention, remember, I made them all. Then he continues. But to this man will I look, hallelujah. Wherever you are, say it with me, but to this man will I look. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembles at my word the person who is poor contrary spirit and trembles at my word He, he says this to this man will I look that means in all the things that are on the earth one thing gets my attention The poor person who trembles at my word. The person who recognizes his need for me. And the word tremble here means, you know, to be fearful, to tremble, to be fearful. The word we normally use is the word reverence, which which also means respect. Respect, respect, someone who has a deep respect for God. When the name God is mentioned, no matter where he finds himself, he stands attention. Probably he's messing around, but he hears the name of the Lord, and then he stands in attention. Ready? What does my God have to say to me? That person who has such a respect for God, but does not take, but does not take God for granted. Remember in Psalm, 1 verse, um, in Psalm 1 verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man, blessed is the man, hallelujah. Blessed is the man, that what? That worketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Praise Jesus. Blessed is the man. Amen. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the way of, of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You see? But his delight is in the law of the Lord, his God. So basically, the person who is who, who recognizes that, hey, I am needy, I have a need, and that need, I can only get it in God. And he comes to God, and he trembles God. He has respect for God he has a fear of God he makes God aware that God I need you and that need is both internal and external hallelujah the need is both internal and external that is I have a need for God And actually, I must say this. There is no internal need for God that does not have an outward expression. When a person internally has a need for God, there will definitely be an outward expression that this person needs God. That is what Jesus is talking about. And let me say this to you. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. And he's come here on this earth to introduce the kingdom and this is the beginning this is how he introduced the kingdom and he says, so here he introduced those who will be in the kingdom and experience God's blessings and those who will not be able to enjoy it so he says hey he looks at them and I'm wondering why is he calling them poor if today I came calling you poor would you, ask, would you accept it? Would you feel offended? Some people might be offended. Why are you calling me poor? But Jesus, looking at his disciples, guys, that said, blessed be ye poor. Did they tell him they were poor? But as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, every man is in need of the kingdom of God. And for that matter makes you a poor man. No matter a person's abundance, the only thing that will make him truly happy, blessed, fortunate is to be in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Is to be in the kingdom of God. It says, blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed be ye poor. Blessed be ye poor. So the person who trembles at his word. So what we see in Isaiah 66, 1-2, is exactly what Christ is portraying here. In Luke chapter 6, the verse 20 the blessed be ye poor the poor the person who recognizes a need for god and is ready to submit himself to god respects god and needs god amen also there is another kind of hunger another kind of hunger that we see in scripture there is a physical hunger Food, it could be hunger for something else, hunger for something. But then, but then there's another kind of hunger I want to bring your attention to. John 6, please. John 6, 33 to 35. In John 6, to 35, the Bible says this. Jesus, he reads, for the it reads, for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. But they were thinking of physical loaf of bread, you know, like your big your sweet bread, your gingerbread, your you know, your tea bread, your um your um almond bread, and you know, all kinds of breads, you know. So they said, give us this bread. And then he says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then he says, I am, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. He that believeth on me, Oh, sorry. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. Physically, I will feed you. Hello. Physically, he fed 5,000 people, he gave them food to eat. Praise God. 5,000 people, he gave them food. He's able. Actually, let me correct myself. It was 5,000 men. The women and the children were not counted. That is another thing to deal with later on, some years, some days, some weeks, some months to come. That they focused mainly on the men. Because of the times they lived in hmm the temptation is strong but I will leave it God have mercy hallelujah praise God praise God so here he tells them I am the bread of life anyone who hungers when you come to me I will satisfy your hunger your hunger shall be met. Praise God. Amen. So, anyone who hungers, anyone who is grieving, anyone who is poor, Jesus is a comforter. He says, The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God comforts such people. But the kingdom does not just simply comfort with words. It brings the words, but then in deeds, God comforts his people. For those who are hungry for the word of God, he will feed you. Those who are hungry physically, he feeds them. He said, Look on the fields, the birds of the air. They do no work, but I feed them. He says, The grass of the field. The grass doesn't get up to go to work. I put my dew upon it and it grows. And I, I beat, and you know, I put so much beauty upon the flowers. How much more you? So those who hunger, I'll feed you. But this is what the kingdom of God. Isabel. but the thing he mentions here is this it must first be poor I want to bring your attention to this scriptures again come with me to look again let's watch something here look at this he starts he starts with the poor deliberately it is not coincidental that he brings the poor first He says, he looks at them and he says, Blessed be ye poor. Notice the wording Blessed be ye poor. Not blessed are you who are poor now, as he says in the other verses. But blessed be ye poor. You who have made an effort, you've left your comfort zones. To come to me, yes. I know you are in need of healing, you are in need of a word of comfort. But you've come out to me. The Pharisees are not happy about you, the Sadducees are not happy about you coming to me. But you've come, you've come out of your comfort zone, your shells. You've stepped out for what to come to hear me, and guess what. I have come to bring the kingdom of, I have come to introduce the kingdom of God. The governing influence of God. This governing influence is not physical. So many people are missing it. Many people don't recognize it, but you have recognized it. And you've come. To you, the kingdom is offered. And in the kingdom is the blessings of God. He says, You are blessed. What, what does he say? He said, You, Lord, are blessed. The poor. So, first of all, and then he goes on to say in verse 21, Blessed are ye that hunger. See, now, he didn't say, blessed ye hungry. Uh, blessed are ye that hunger. Okay, you shall, you shall, you shall, hallelujah, you shall. It's something that will be done to you, a sure promise. It would happen. But first of all, you have to be a poor person. Poor in a sense that you recognize your need for God and also show respect for god respect and need respect and need respect and need that is respect means you fear god you reference god you you reverence god you don't take god for granted you don't treat god as ordinary that is showing respect for god when you don't take god ordinary you make god the supreme person in your life you make God you know the that one you can't do without in this life that is showing respect for God that's what we are talking about today one you cannot do without your internal thoughts decisions actions and even your external shows that God is someone you cannot do without. That is called respect for God, fear for God, or reverence for God. Respect for God is not just a lip service. You see, one time, when children of Israel were still journeying in the wilderness, God appeared to them in fire and, you know, thunder, thunder and brimstone and fire and, and everything, wind blowing. And God spoke to them. And even his voice was terrible. They couldn't stand it. Later on, they told Moses, Moses, you know what? We appreciate God coming like this. It's, it, is, it is awesome. I mean, what nation, in all, what a privilege. In all the name, and among all people on earth, we are privileged to hear God come to speak to us. But do you know, can you please tell God that if he can speak to you directly, and then you come to speak to us. He shouldn't come to us directly anymore. Lest we die. Because it's too terrible. So let him keep his terribleness away you go and hear him and after you've heard him come and tell us what he's saying I think that would do is that a good deal so Moses goes to God and says, God this, this, this is what your people are saying and then God says oh God said oh God said oh only if only if there was a heart in them concerning what they are saying only if what they are saying to me, only if they really mean it from their hearts. God says it is only their lips. It's only a lips thing in their heart. They don't re- it's not that they really want me. But they just don't want to go through all those palavras. They don't want me. Only if it was true from their hearts. So what god is saying here is this i need you see the thing that attracts god in all the earth as as this verse 2 says in all the earth the thing that gets god's attention the thing that gets god, god's attention is a poor is a, is, a, is a poor person who trembles at his word the person who said you know i need god in my life And his word, I tremble at his word. His word is important to me. Hallelujah. You see, so the poor first, it, it is these poor people, it is such people who enjoy God's kingdom. It is for such people the kingdom of God exists. It is to these people God's kingdom has come on earth. You remember what, what, what he said? He said, If anybody thirsts, let him come and drink. If any, in John. If anybody are you thirsty come and drink and then he says for God so loved the world for God so so that a description the way he, he loved the world is described by the way he gave his son he so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That means everlasting life from God only comes to those who that whosoever will come so God's kingdom, so God's kingdom is available. But who will be in it? The poor. The poor. Those who show their need for God. They are the ones that will enjoy the kingdom of God. That will have God's rule. They are the ones that will have God as their king. They are the ones that have God as their father. They are the ones that have God as a friend. They are the ones that, that have God, you know, God's hand on their shoulder. They are the ones that have God guiding them in the way they go. Praise Jesus. Then afterwards, he says, well, there must be a hungering. A hang- there must be a hungering f- for God. A hungering for God. How do you hang up? for God. You hunger for God by desiring his word. Praise the Lord. A hungering for the word of God. Then also a weeping. Those who weep. Those who weep. Things that are around you that are not right. Weeping you know. Weeping. Not weeping for God. God is alright. But weeping for the Things that are around us that are not right grieving because you want to see God's values God's principles and action in the earth but they're being denied those people who long to see God's reign God's rule on the earth who want to see but men are obscuring it. And so they weep. God is bringing his light. But others are also doing all that they can to make sure that, that light is covered. Not seen by people. Because the moment people see the light of God, their lives, they will be liberated in their lives. They will receive the comfort they need. And they will be able to rise. And to fulfill the purposes for their lives. So you see, the poor has to come first before the hunger and the weeping. Now he says, those people, those the poor, those who hunger, and those who we they are the ones that are blessed to be blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? Some people say happy. Because, because another meaning of the word is happy but another meaning of the word also is also fortunate to be fortunate to be blessed generally is to to be blessed generally is to have the life of God come to you to be blessed generally it means to have God's life transferred onto you. Amen? So when God says, God blesses, it's like he's transferring his life onto you. And this life, it comes with strength. It comes with vigor. That is, you, make, you, you have strength in life. You are invigorated. And, and it also comes with success. In the things that you do. So to be blessed. Basically. Is to receive from God. Strength vigor. And success. In life. And he's saying. To these people. This is what they will inherit. It's like people will say. You are fortunate. Fortunate. They look at you. But doesn't it look, doesn't it sound contrary? You are hungry. You are poor. You are weeping. But he says, hey, you are fortunate. Then one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Then he says, men will also hate you. The people who who belong to the kingdom of God, there is one characteristic thing about them. Men will dislike you. Why? Why? Because your principles and your values will be different from them. Your ideas, the things you get up to do, will be different from them. So They will not like you. They will hate you. They will separate from you. They will not like you when you bring your ideas. Hello? In this last few weeks, so many ideas are flying in the air. People are coining. People are, you know, phrases phrases that have been that have that have been, you know, about some years ago, have all of a sudden come up again, and people are championing it, behind it. I know if I say it, I'm going to be in people's bad books, but so let it be, so that I can fulfill the scripture. Many are shouting, black lives matter, black lives matter. Every life matter, even, a, even an animal, a dog's life matter. The donkey's lives matter. The cockroach, their lives matter. But the question is, rather, are this: are all lives equal? That is the issue. That is a thing we must talk about. Somebody coined something some years ago for their own political agenda, and now they are using this this circumstance to champion that cause. But God have mercy. The kingdom of life, the kingdom of God, will not be fooled by such things. Your life is given by God. All lives are equal. Acts seventeen twenty six. My Bible tells me, and God has made of one blood. All nations of men, God has made of one blood. All nations of men. That means all lives come from one. So it's not about something matters. It is rather all lives are equal. Hallelujah. Let our confidence not come from skin. Or from whatever. Let our confidence come from what God has done on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Skin colors are given only because of the geographical places that God has put people. Because for the sun being too high in some places. They need this black thing to to shield it. Others don't have that high sense, of it. they don't need it. So God, in His wisdom, gave this. But hey, men are making mess of it. Like everything else, God gives something beautiful. Men take it and they twist it. God have mercy. Let's focus on the purpose. For the lives that God has given us the purpose See, so I don't treat for my message let me come back to it you see so he says blessed blessed strength vigor and success in this in his life success success to do what success to fulfill what God has called you to do. So in the kingdom, people in the kingdom of God are blessed to live life here on this earth. Life full of strength and vigor and success. It's a prevailing life. It's a happy life. It's a fortunate life. It's a blessed life in the kingdom of God. But unfortunately many people who are looking for blessings in this life and even even if you want to call this happy those who are, some people are looking for happiness in this life and the thing that they can get it from riches and popularity come with me to the verse 24 Jesus Christ says hey but woe unto you that are rich woe unto you that are rich for you have received your consolation and woe unto you that are full for you shall suffer hunger woe unto you that laugh now I used to get concerned about this verse when I was a young Christian I said, God, when I become rich, you make me poor. When I become poor, you make me rich. So it's like going back and forth, you know. <laughs> but that was but that was not the point. That was my understanding when I was a very young Christian. But the point he's making here is this: you know, those who are in the kingdom are forever, they remain so, they are forever in need of God. They have respect for God. It's not a yo-yo thing going out, going in, in and coming out. But these people are rich. And all this, and let's continue. They are fool, they laugh now, and then at verse 26, says, Woe unto you, when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. You know, there are some people in this life, the only thing they respect is riches. If anything will give them riches, that's a thing they respect why because they want to live the happy life they want to they want to live the you know they want to live the good life but the good life is what jesus calls the blessed life it only happens in the kingdom of god they want to live the good life so they they bow their knee to riches. Wherever riches are, even if it's dark, they will get a torchlight and go there. Whatever, wherever riches are, if they need to crawl on their feet together, they will crawl on their feet together. Riches is their goal. They will do everything to get it. They also seek popularity. Popularity. So it says here, You see, Woe unto you if all men speak, speak good, good of you. Some people, their main agenda is to be politically correct. They won't say anything that will offend anybody so that they will be politically correct. But Jesus, Jesus Christ said, If you are lying, that person... Because you want you want men to praise you, so you won't say anything that I say. You won't go on my path. You won't follow my trend. You will follow popular psychology or popular philosophy. Sorry. Oh yeah, popular uh, uh, philosophy, so that men will accept you. Jesus has only one word for such people. The word is woe. 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 The word woe means unfortunate. Woe means unfortunate. Woe also means that the strength, the vigor, and the success that God gives will not come to you. You are denied of all those things. That's what He's saying. So anybody who decides to make Him him to make riches and you know to be popular among men, and that's all that they seek in life, he says, Hey, woe unto you. Woe unto such people. Any person who is like that, he says, Woe unto you. Because you prefer the praise of men more than the praise of God you want people to clap their hands at you some people all they care about is you know oh that man I like him why because he speaks things that you want to hear but you see you are you may be just one person Who is standing for Christ. Let me give you this word word of comfort. You will laugh in the end. Hallelujah. You will laugh in the end. Because. One person. On the side of truth. Is a majority. You are one person. But you are on the set of truth. You are the majority. Stand strong. For you will be laughing very shortly. It may take years, but you will laugh. The truth will always come out. Science has proved it. Society has proved it improved everywhere they used to believe you know the world was flat when someone said no it wasn't that person was killed later on years down the line they discovered the man was right Galileo what was right but they already killed him so men may do wicked things and are wicked bad things to you because you stand by the truth but in the, end, in the end, the truth will always stand and speak for you. You will laugh in the end. And let me tell you, whether you leave this earth or you, will, or you remain, when the truth comes out, you will rejoice. Because the Bible tells me, those who die in the Lord, their works do follow them. That means you will see. That means you're not really dead. You've just departed. You will still see them. So stand on the side of truth. And you will always win. Be confident. If Jesus has said it, be confident about it and don't move. But those people who seek for popularity, all they care about is just what your friends want to say. My friend said this, so I also say this. My brother said this, so I also say that. No. What has jesus said stick by it hallelujah stay by what the lord has declared stay by the truth that's what people who are in the kingdom do we are talking about two about two people those who are those who belong to the kingdom of god and those who are not in the kingdom of god you see those people they think those who seek for riches and 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 popularity they think they are being successful they think they're succeeding they think they are doing well but the question is what is success success here on this earth is not acquisition of material wealth jesus says in luke he says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he has. There was a man in Luke 12. He had a big land. And the Bible says he grew his crops. And they came up. And he went to harvest them. And after harvest. After the harvest. He said to himself. "Ah, My soul. This is enough. Do you know what? I'm going to create bigger bands. And I'm going to put them all in. And then I'll get my armchair and I'll sit on it. And I'll say, say, my soul now relax for many days. And Jesus Christ says, God will tell him, Thou fool, today I will require life from you. And who shall all these things be? That is, riches has gotten his heart. He had no intention to share with anybody, to share with the poor? Nothing. He' has consumed with himself. You see, So success in this life is not the abundance of material wealth, but success in this life has to always be measured by the original goal. If you are successful, How do we know? We only know if we can find out what you were actually meant to do here on this earth. Hello. For example, you are an A student. That's what you are. Let's just take that for that sake. You are an A student. Everything you do, you are destined to get an A and you do an exam with your colleagues and they all get 29 29 29 and then you get 34 and say oh I'm successful out of the top actually you know because your standard is A the 70s the 90s the 80s so if we measure by what you're meant to do you failed So in the same way, life here on this earth is measured by what you were meant to do, what you were sent here to do on this earth. So what is your purpose here on this earth? That is how, that's how we can tell how successful you you have been. What's your purpose on earth? And are you fulfilling it? Are you doing it? But those who are bowing down to riches and popularity they will not be able to fulfill their purpose in life because the strength the wisdom the vigor and the success will not come to them so they will be successful failures they will fail in all that they do they may do great things here on this earth but in the end it's a failure Because what God really wanted you to do here on this earth is not done. God is saying, my kingdom is here. It's here for your comfort. It's here to comfort the poor, the hungry, the grieving, or the weeping. But those who will come in must be people who have respect, and a need for God. Who have a craving desire for me, to know me and my ways. But those who don't desire me, don't want me, just want riches and popularity? They have no part in the kingdom. This is about who is qualified to be in God's kingdom. This, is our call. this afternoon, I want to challenge you. What has been your attitude towards God? Are you self satisfied? Are you self, you know, self contained? Are you all about just yourself and you have no regard, no concern for God? God is not on your mind. God is not in your life. You don't care about God. All you care about in life is just getting rich and doing well in this, on this earth. That's all you care about. God is not, in, is not anywhere in your mind or in any part, aspect of your life. I have only one word for you. Woe. You are a successful failure. But are you. Showing great need for God. Great respect for God. You desire God to know him. And to see. His glory. Manifest in this world of us. That those who are grieving. Are comforted. That the hungry is careful. And the poor are lifted. Maybe you are grieving yourself. His word of comfort to you is that you will laugh. He says you, will, you shall laugh. That is his word of comfort to you. You shall laugh. Take him for his word. Because this season that we've been through has been one that has brought, a lot of, has brought a lot of grief to many people and families. But take him at his word that you shall laugh. Maybe you've lost so much. You've gone through trying times because your job has been you know cut up in, in some way but he said hey you shall be full he says you shall be full he says you shall be full take him at his word Blessed people don't doubt christ he said in john he said blessed are those who are not offended in me, meaning, blessed are those who don't doubt me, those who don't doubt what I can do. Maybe you are saying, Yes, I've heard all that you've said, but I'm not sure. Can he really help me? He is good for his word. He said, My word is that which comes out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. It shall prosper in the thing for which I send it, and it shall accomplish whatever I please. It would accomplish the purpose for which He said His word. You are saying what? Well, well, I don't know Jesus. Today, I've come to tell you. You can open up your heart unto Him. You can say, "Lord Jesus, I receive You as my Lord today." Wash me. Give me a new heart. The heart that I've had in the past. or oh, remove and give me a heart of flesh. A soft heart to follow you. To serve you. You've desired to be a Christian, but I don't know how. I'll show you the way. Just call upon him and say, Lord Jesus, give me your life. I want to serve you. I want to be your disciple. I want you to be my Lord. Call upon him. And from today, you've only got two things to do. To respect. Show your respect for him. And show your need for him. And that's it. And that's it. Respect and need for him qualification for the kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that in the midst of all that is happening in our world, you present to us your kingdom. Because the only way, the only place we can really experience true happiness, blessings, and fulfilled life is in your kingdom. And you've shown us the way. You've shown us the way. I pray. Whatever our thoughts and our minds have been, That today, we will change it. We will change our minds. We will change our minds. You never said, riches are evil. But they are only servants in our lives. You never said they are evil. But this should not be the controlling influence of our lives. Only you should have that place. The controlling influence. Today I pray in the name of Jesus that every man that hears you that is hearing your word today if they haven't yet, will surrender the controlling influence over over, over their lives to you, Lord. That we all from this point, oh God, will show great and deep respect for you, God, and show great need for you, God. That we will experience your blessedness in this life. To the glory of your wonderful name. We thank you. I also pray for anyone who is not well in any part of your body. I pray. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Diseases and sicknesses go away from the bodies of the the people of God. Be healed. Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. And we bless you. Amen. The word of God, I must say to you, is quick and active. The word of God is living. The word of God is not just a mere written text. The word of God is living. It's a living thing. When the word of God proceeds, when it comes out from the mouth of God, as Matthew puts it, when it comes out from the mouth of God, it is a living and active word, powerful, able to effect change and change things. It is not a dead letter. God's word is living. I am talking about the word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God and is active and is powerful.